Hey, this is Pastor David. Thanks for plugging in today. I believe that this word from God will encourage you, challenge you, and help direct you toward your destiny. A new commandment I give unto you, Jesus said, that you love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and understanding, and that you love your neighbor as yourself. Let's get right into the word. everyone, it's Pastor Tanya, and I'm sitting here with Pastor David of Strong Tower Church in Casper, Wyoming. You're beautiful. Aw, thanks. <laughs> Pastor Dave spoke a message this Sunday that will rock the socks right off of your feet. It will blow your mind. We have started a three-part series. It's called, What is Judgment? Yep. The first is called About Face, which is the message we are here to talk about. You ended the message telling us that God gave us a mission and a purpose. I did. The mission is to seek and to save the lost. Mm -hmm. The purpose is for the power of heaven on earth. That's right. And all the minds in the room went. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty ear tickling, isn't it? Like we've got mission and we've got purpose and all the people said, amen. You know, and every, everybody is excited. They're like, I have purpose. And, and that's right. You should be like, oorah, and super excited about it. But we definitely need to come back and revisit the conversation and talk about what's the how. Right. Wh- where's the how? Right. Because we're excited now and we're ready, but send us. Exactly. Send us. So how, how does it, what does it look like to, to seek and save the lost? And it's way way easier <laughs> than you could have ever imagined. It's way more simple. Well, that's that's good to hear. Just be busy working, busy about your father's business. And that's very, very fun. It's very exciting. It can be very simple. It can be a phone call to somebody that God puts on your heart. Hmm. It can be uh, buying somebody lunch. You know, when we're, when we're seeking to save the lost, seeking and saving the lost, uh, we're out talking to people about who God is and what he's doing. And I'm not just talking about getting on the top of the hillside or, or uh, standing on top of a soapbox or mm-hmm. um, getting into the subway station and, and yelling at people as they're waiting for their train. That's not what I'm talking about at all. I mean, if the Lord leads you to do that, first of all, you'd better be right. And, <laughs> and second, you better do it. Right. You know, uh, if the Lord has really led you to do that, then, then you need to. But it's much, much more organic than that. So I've always taught our church to be uh, lifestyle evangelists rather than event evangelists. And event evangelists or event evangelism is, let's just say, I want to take a short missions trip to uh, Michigan or Ohio or Russia or wherever. Mm-hmm. And I go out there and I'm there for six weeks or eight weeks or 10 weeks or whatever. And I you know, help build a building and I talk to people about Jesus. I might even preach a couple sermons. And then I come back home. That would be like event event style evangelism but lifestyle evangelism is is a lot more fun and it's a lot more challenging <laughs> uh and it's a lot there's a there's a much greater investment what is that like to have skin in the game when you're a when you're a lifestyle evangelist you've got a lot of skin in the game yeah so you're you're purposing to be part of your community to be part of your friend group mm-hmm. to reach out to people to live a life that's glorifying to god where it's, look, it's easy for me, let's be honest, it's easy for me to go to another country or another place, take the platform, 
and appear as a very holy person. Like I got my whole life together. Now it's very, very different for me to walk out a lifestyle of following God with my son and daughter who grow up in the same house as me. And they see me at my best and they see me at my worst. They see me when I'm frustrated. They see me when I'm happy. They see me in my underwear. They see me Uh in a suit. You know, they, they, they've seen me in, in all ways that there is to see me. It's much, much more difficult to remain true to who and what you are and what you believe when you're in lifestyle evangelism. So there's, there's no wonder why event evangelism is so popular. It's right. so, well, so we, much easier. It seems to me that people have this vision of, of like, let's say event evangelism, of going, you know, overseas or, or doing an event, like how many people accept Jesus? And we think, oh, this is, this is such a, a holy thing. This is the holy way to do it. Mm-hmm. So you're calling us into something different, which looks actually messy. Yeah, and I want to be really clear. I'm not against event evangelism. Um, and, or those who like to do, you know, short, short-term missions trips or those kind of things. Right, different callings. Exactly. I'm, I'm totally good with that. I'm just saying for most of us, not all of us get to go overseas. Not all of us want right. to go overseas. That doesn't mean that we're off the hook for evangelism. Because for the rest of us, and that's what Strong Tower is, church for the rest of us, mm-hmm. it means we are living a lifestyle of evangelism, how, how we present ourselves to those around us. I'm not talking about this holier-than-thou thing. That's why part of our ethos at Strong Tower is keeping it real, yeah. is being real, because we don't want to put on this phony face. You know, my grandma used to always say, you know, the real problem with a lie is that you always have to remember a lie, but you never have to remember the truth. You can put it out of your mind, yeah. because when somebody asks you what the truth is, when you recall the truth, it's exactly the same every time because it's true. When we find ourselves out in this world doing the things that we do, that we just live true to who we are. Yeah. And it's, it's, you know, it's holy when I go to church and it's holy when I have communion and it's holy when I'm in worship. Mm-hmm. But it's holy when I'm taking a shower and it's holy when I'm making dinner and it's holy when I'm uh, mowing the lawn. Yeah. Like there's no, there's no separation. Uh, that's, that's keeping it real. And it actually is a higher calling, in my opinion. It's, it's a much higher calling because it demands that we just stay in tune with our God. Because when we when we get out of tune with Him, that's when that's when we slip up. You know, that's when we lose our temper. That's when we lose our patience. You know, when we're out of fellowship with God, is when things go awry. And if we're living our lives with other people, uh, it's important to to just be real and be raw. And and not it's not about okay. So we tell people this all the time. It's not about if you make a mistake or you don't make a mistake, it's how you deal with the mistake when it's made. We're perfectly imperfect. You like to say that God wants the youest you possible. Just, right. just be the youest you that, there, that you can be. That's what he created. Okay, that's lifestyle evangelism. I'm being the meest me that I can be. And the meest me that I am is um, word in, word out. How do I seek and save the lost? The easy things to do is be available Know your word. Be a, be a good workman of the word. Know your word. Have it present on your heart, right? Have it present on you. Be thinking about it. That's the most important part about praying is it's not just what prayer does. You know, your prayers are effectual. They, they touch things. They change things. Prayers matter. They're su- Look, if prayers didn't matter, the enemy wouldn't be working so hard to make people make a joke out of them. Mm, come on. Right? If, if prayer didn't 
it wasn't effectual, the enemy would be like, ah, whatever, let them say whatever they want to say. Yeah. The enemy knows that prayer is effectual, and you know they're all trivializing what, what it is to pray, trying to get Christians to feel stupid about praying. That's the enemy. The enemy wants us to feel stupid about praying. Because if we feel stupid about it, we won't do it. Exactly. And the enemy knows that prayer changes things. But the other reason why we need to be prayed up is because praying keeps us conscious that God is present. Yes. Praying keeps us conscious that I'm not alone in my truck. God's in here with me. Great point. He didn't He didn't stay at home when I left. He didn't stay in my prayer closet when I walked out. He's right here with me. And so when when my friend gets in my truck and we go out to lunch together, God's in there too. Mm-hmm. And because I've been praying, I'm aware of that. Yeah. And so not only is that going to change what I say and how I say it, it's also going to change how I interact with this person who's sitting over to my right. That's awesome. Yeah, so it's just really easy ways. It's much, much easier than you think. Just go about living your normal life. Be a normal person. <laughs> Don't be weird. Yes, just be a normal person. Live out your normal life and display who your God is. Take every opportunity that you get to talk about him to put him now, not in an obnoxious way, right? You know, but set the example in your faith, in your love, in your speech, and in your purity. Set set the example. Now, there's going to be people out there listening who might say, "You know, I've done that, or or I'm I'm doing that, and I'm not, I'm just not seeing any result." Is it time for me then to say, like, mission failed or or abort mission? How how would you encourage them? I would say. Don't grow weary in well-doing. The Bible says, so good. The Bible says, don't grow weary in well-doing. Look, sometimes we get to see the results of our prayers. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes we don't. Right. Yeah. What matters is I was faithfully doing what the Lord asked me to do. Amen. And that's just it. I'm just gonna build my wall. You know, yep. I'm just, I'm just put, Nehemiah. I'm just, yeah, exactly. I'm just, I'm just building my wall. Mm-hmm. And people are like, hey, you want to? come down from that wall and get busy with this thing? Like, no, I don't want to come down and, and I don't want to argue with you. I don't want to go help you to build your wall. <laughs> like <laughs> the Lord gave me a wall to build and I'm going to stand here and build it. So you said that the mission is to seek and save the lost. And we talked a little bit about that. But you also said the purpose of the mission, which I love this, the purpose of the mission is the power of heaven on earth, mm-hmm. which that sounds so amazing. Yeah, It's just, I mean... Like I, I hear that the power of heaven on earth and I'm thinking like fireworks and like, <laughs> like all the like boomings from heaven and, and lightning and thunder, yeah. the power of heaven released on earth. I know that that's not always how it goes or, or rarely, very rarely. <laughs> so then the power of heaven on earth, what should we be looking for to see the power of heaven released on earth? That is another ear tickler. Mm-hmm. Right. But but what is it? And and you said it well when you said it's not this. Mm-hmm. It's not, uh, you know, thunderbolts and lightning <laughs> and fireworks in the sky. It could be. Right. It, it could be those things. I never get tired of seeing the miraculous. I never right. get tired of, of, of watching God show off and seeing him him do those things. But the fact that they're they're on like on the rare side makes them all all the more special. The the purpose is the the power of heaven on earth. And again, it's just like seeking and saving the lost. It's really, it's much more simple than you could possibly imagine. That angry father who is able to keep his anger in check and side-eyes his daughter who smiles at him looking for approval and he smiles back at her. And in that split-second exchange, she knows that I'm lovable and I'm valuable and I'm worthwhile. Mm -hmm. That's the power of God. 
Wow. That's the power of God. It's, it's right there. It's, uh, you're at the grocery store and you do something that's, that's seemingly inconsequential. You just notice that something fell out of this lady's grocery cart and you run over and you grab it and you bring it back to her and you say, excuse me, ma'am, this fell out of your cart. I didn't want you to go home and think that you left it at the store. And she turns around and smiles. That's the power of God. That, that's the power. That's bringing, that's bringing joy and, and peace and comfort. It's, you know, it's, it's the same, same thing a thousand times over. You know, you know somebody who's hurting and you call them and you just say, hey, I, I, didn't, I didn't really, I, didn't, I wasn't even sure if I should call you because I didn't really have anything to say. I just wanted you to hear my voice and know that I care about you. And that's the power of God. That's, that's seeing heaven released on earth. And that, so that's like the, you know, the real simple, the real simple side of it. Somebody who's activated in their Christian life, who is baptized in the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, uh, interceding, praying for their nation. And that's another part of it is just, just being compassionate, right? Like Mother Teresa said that we shouldn't try to do big things, that we should just do the little thing, but do it with great love. Like do it, do it with big love, like love big. That's the power of God. It might sound trivial, but it, it really isn't. It really isn't because it's, it's contrary to our sin nature, but it is absolutely in line with the nature of God. And that's the nature that we're supposed to take on. We're supposed to be just like our dad. And our dad is, is interested in these, these little seemingly inconsequential things, these day-to-day things and, and it's much, much easier to experience and bring the power of heaven to earth. We, we think, when we think about, oh, the power of heaven, it's like all these people, they, I got to go to this hospital and clear out this whole wing. Right. All these people are sick. And man, if the Lord leads you to do that, praise God. Just go for it. I'm, I'm behind you 100%. That's what happened to John G. Lake. Yeah. John G. Lake put hospitals out of business. They, they tried to run him out of town. <laughs> yeah. The medical community tried to run him out of wow. town. Yeah. Because they hadn't have anybody else to treat. And, and so not only can God do it, God does it. So that stuff happens. And, and that's not, that's not so in our distant past. That's right in our rear, rear view mirror. That, yeah. that didn't happen forever ago. That was not that long ago. And that's awesome. Those things are awesome when that happens. But we really need to look towards those little things and do those little things with just great love and not by accident. You know, don't just be a kind person for the sake of being a kind person. Be a kind person for the sake of glorifying God, for lifting up the Father and pointing the world towards him. Not like, hey, look, I'm such a good guy in society. Don't you like being around me? It's everything that's good in me came from the Lord. And put your eyes on him. See, I love that. So many times with social media type world, so many good things, and I think they're great things, they they get filmed. And it seems to be like for the attention of the self and not really to inspire um, goodness in others. I really like at, at our service how you don't let people take pictures during worship. You're like, no, right. this is an intimate, right. intimate time with the Lord. Um I, I absolutely love that because it, it does create a nice and safe area and a nice, nice and safe place for us to have this wonderful encounter and this wonderful experience with God. And he just comes and, and he fills us up and then he sends us out into our community. And there are so many people and myself included where we will do, you know, a kind thing like, Hey, stranger, can I help you with your groceries or can I do, you know, whatever. And, and you come back to your car and you're like, wow, that 
didn't come from me. That's not the type of person that I am. And that's how I know and a lot of times that I've encountered God because something happened that he may use me for, but it's not my normal, it's not the first place my heart runs, sad to say it. Right. It's not the first place I go. Like, how will we know when the power of of heaven has been released on earth? How will we know that that's what that is? I think it comes down to understanding the word of God and honestly growing up a little bit, mm. just just becoming a little bit more mature and recognizing that these powerful moves of God are not necessarily accompanied by mass followings of people mm-hmm. or mass revivals in the area that you live in. Those things would be great. I'm, nobody's against those things. Those, right. those things would be great. But we've just been deceived into thinking that if we can't do a big thing, then we shouldn't do anything at all. Our job is to do what the Lord told us to do mm-hmm. with the best of our ability and our most sincere intent and not worry about the rest. Humans are slow compared to the spirit world. The spirit world moves very fast. Everything is very fast in the spirit. It's, It's like right now. Everything moves very, very quickly. It takes us much longer to see that stuff. So often, I don't actually recognize that the power of God has occurred until long after the situation. It takes my mind a long time to kind of catch up. Instead of being so focused or minded, on I just want to see the power of God. Instead, we should be minded on on doing the Father's business mm. um, and be, being busy about our Father's work and and just keeping keeping our heads down and our work on. Amen. The message is called About Face. It's the first message of a three part series called What Is Judgment. If you would like to hear that message, follow the link in the description. You can check it out and catch the rest of these discussions on all major podcast outlets. Pastor David, thank you for letting us pick your brain and hear your heart. Thanks for having me. We thank you, and we will catch you next time. Thanks again for listening. Without your faithful support, we wouldn't be able to do the work that God has called us to. If you know someone who would be blessed by what you just heard, please pass this along. At Strong Power, we believe that you are a unique expression of God's love and creativity, and we consider it an honor to be a part of your journey. There's no way.